Hey guys, welcome back to a new episode of Those Murder Girls Podcast. We're your hosts, I'm Raina. And I'm Marie, and you guys, we are here every week for you guys, our amazing loyal listeners. We love sharing these true crime cases with you guys, so don't forget, if you have a case that you want to submit, just send it our way on the case submission page on the website, or you guys can just DM us, whatever works for you, and we'll check it out. And our web address is www.thosemurdergirlspodcast.com. All right, into today's case. (laughs) This is the case about a man by the name of Sebastian Woodruff. Sebastian set off on a spiritual journey with a desire to study hallucinogenic medicine and not just study it, but he wanted to learn from one of the most world-renowned indigenous healers, Elder Olivia Aravalo. This journey would lead to the deaths of both of them in the jungles of Victoria, Gracia, Peru. Sebastian Woodruff was born on October 26, 1976, and he was from British Columbia, Canada. Sebastian was an avid outdoorsman, like he loved hiking, getting lost in the woods, mountain climbing, everything outdoorsy. His sister Jamie said that Sebastian just wanted those around him to experience amazing things in the world. He was a kind man and he was very popular around town. So when Sebastian got older, he never really held down a specific job or trade. He didn't have much direction like when it came to his career. He would pick up jobs here and there in construction and whatnot. Sebastian became a father in his early 30s, but quickly after that, him and his son's mother, they went their separate ways and it kind of took a toll on him, his family said. He remained a committed father to their son and it's been said that that little boy was his life. They would bond over nature. He would often teach his son about healing powers and the plants around them. So now his family and friends said that Sebastian was never too concerned with materialistic things. He didn't care about money, but more about nature. That's what made Sebastian happy. He would often head out to the jungle areas around his home on Vancouver Island, and he would search and study the different plants. He even started a video blog called Get Your Shoes On, Go Out Into the Woods, and Talk to the Plants, Talk to the Birds. Sebastian wanted to learn more and more about plants and healing, and he was looking for something just more spiritual in life. He had a specific fascination with ayahuasca. Now, ayahuasca is a plant hallucinogen, and it's been used by healers in South America for centuries. So Sebastian began to study the indigenous North American culture, and he found it really fascinating. So in 2013, one of Sebastian's family members was actually suffering from an alcohol addiction. Now the family staged an intervention, and that became the turning point in Sebastian's life. Sebastian submerged himself in learning about the healings of addiction, and he quoted in one of his video blogs, the drink problem comes not from the drink itself, but the family. There are so many unresolved issues, so much trauma. It's as if the spirit of our family has been hurt, unquote. Sebastian's sister said that he wanted to heal the wounds of others, and that was his passion in life. So not long after the intervention, Sebastian decided to become an addiction counselor. He was quoted on an online forum saying, never before has the path been so clearly laid out for me. In 2014, Sebastian blogged that he had decided to begin the six-year process to become an actual addiction counselor. He started to raise money so he could travel to the Peruvian Amazon to study plant-based medicines. These trips to Peru would begin a downhill spiral for Sebastian. 
The campaigning to raise money for his trip didn't work out very well for him. He only raised about $2,600. But he knew that that's what he wanted, so he knew either way he was going to Peru to fulfill this goal of studying and being at the side of a shaman. So because I was kind of unsure about what a shaman was when I was researching this story with Marie, um, if you don't know what it is, it is a person that um, studies religious practice and has interactions with the spirit world through an altered state of consciousness. It's kind of like a trance almost. Um, the interactions are used to direct the spirits and spiritual energy into the physical world for the purpose of being able to heal others. I thought a shaman was just somebody that helped you climb Everest. Yeah, I didn't those? realize it was so intricate. I didn't know. I had no idea. We learned a lot researching this totally. case about, you know, the shaman and the spiritual world and this type of journey that he went on and stuff that I had never even known about. I had no idea. It was very and I probably just sound so blonde. <laughs> so... Back to our story. Um, this is the exact path that Sebastian wanted to be on. He wanted to be spiritually enlightened, and that's exactly what he did. He was very driven. So in September 2014, Sebastian traveled to the jungle in the city of Aikiotos, and there he met an ayahuasca shaman by the name of Guillermo Aravello, and he began to study under him. He specifically began to study the ayahuasca, that hallucinogen plant that he was so fascinated with. So, upon our research, we found that this plant is a tea and it derives from the mincing, a leaf, and a vine. And it's like explained as a psychedelic brew, but it's not meant to be like recreational. This drink is meant for a ritual type setting. It's very demanding on the body. You have to fast before you drink it. And they said that the high from it can actually last for about three hours. But it's also been said by those that have tried this drink that it can be very therapeutic. So Sebastian, he became completely immersed in this culture and the plants and his studies there. He ended up traveling back and forth to Peru over a three-year span. But on his trips home to Canada, his family could really see that like Sebastian was changing. They said it's almost as if he had become disconnected with life. He was delusional. He would continue to drink the ayahuasca when he was home from Peru. He would attend these illegal ceremonies near where he lived. They were kind of like these underground ceremonies because ayahuasca was not legal in Canada. So the people at the ceremonies had also witnessed Sebastian's behavior. They said it was odd. He was very aggressive, and it wasn't like the healing ceremony that the drug was used for Like anymore. he took it too far. Right. Like it wasn't just this spiritual, we're going to drink it and have this enlightenment. Yeah. He was like almost abusing it. Yeah. So in a sense, I guess they said that it was, you know, it was hurting Sebastian. So his family had stated that he started to become more distant. He was more erratic, and he began posting things on Facebook stating that he was low, he was lonely, and some believed that the quest to become this healer had really taken a toll on him and that the trips to Peru were pretty much like the issues of his actions. So Sebastian would constantly diet. He had lost a lot, a lot of weight, and he just – he just wasn't the same person. His father had approached him and he asked him to seek help. And that just made Sebastian pull away farther and farther just from everybody. 
So finally, Sebastian went off the grid for a while. None of his family could track him down. But eventually, they had found out that he had returned back to Peru. So his sister had posted on Facebook, quote, Gotta ask, has anyone seen Sebastian? End quote. Well, two days later, Sebastian responded to her post on Facebook and he said, I'm alive. That's eerie. I know. So Sebastian had posted that he was heading off to the jungle for some more searching. Unknowingly to him, Sebastian would never return home again. This trip would be his last to the jungle. The Peruvian people in the community, some familiar with Sebastian, had said that they had witnessed his behavior declining as well. Sebastian was seen welding a long club some days, just prowling down the street in the day and in the night. And at times, the Peruvian people were able to lead him to the police station to report him. The locals stated that his behavior was just bizarre. During this time, Sebastian had been seeing a local shaman by the name of Olivia Aravello. She was a very well-known and respected indigenous healer. Sebastian had continued to practice the ayahuascan diet, but many believed his diet had been broken, which was possibly causing him to teeter over the edge mentally. This diet was controlling Sebastian in every aspect, and only the shaman, Elder Olivia, could help him take control of it. His family thinks that's why he continued to go back to Peru to visit. He believed that Olivia was the only person that could help him take control back of his life. Olivia was 81 years old and she was an old spiritual leader and a practicer of traditional medicine. Olivia was a defender of the Peruvian Amazon and very well respected throughout the community. Sebastian had been introduced to Olivia because he was originally training under her cousin when he first arrived in Peru. Some say that Sebastian had become obsessed with this family. Now, the events that transpire from here on out are based on witness accounts in Peru and the locals who were present and the stories that they told to American investigators. So Sebastian walked into a local Peruvian police station on March 30th, and he asked if someone would sell him a gun. So a local police agent had agreed to sell him a 9mm gun, and he recorded the transaction and notarized it. Wait. He just walked into a police station and purchased a gun? Yeah, which is odd looking back on the research because it's like he's been having all these mental, you know, problems, which we're going to get into. But then the local police, he, the people from the Peruvian town would come and say, hey, he's, you know, has they issues. Would, yeah. I'm reporting him. But, you know, what? I'm going to sell you a gun. And uh, they're like, oh, we know you. Yeah, Here sure. You Here you go. Let's notarize it. Signed, sealed, and delivered. Interesting. Here you go, Sebastian. So in hindsight, it does seem very odd considering that Sebastian wasn't okay, like in his mental state. So nonetheless, the officer sold him the firearm and Sebastian was free and clear to have it. So on April 19th, armed with this gun, Sebastian had taken a motorcycle ride over to Olivia's house and he went there to collect money that her son had owed him. So Sebastian stated to some locals and once again, this hasn't been confirmed. This is just like what we read on. Yeah. So it's been said that Olivia's son owed Sebastian money for either some ayahuasca that he had purchased, but he never got it from the son. Or it was also reported that Sebastian had loaned Olivia's son like 
a substantial amount, like thousands of dollars, for him to start a health retreat. None of the allegations have been confirmed. But at the same time, Sebastian never really held down a steady job. So how would he just have thousands to loan out for, you know what I mean? Yeah. That just seems weird. So he arrives at Olivia's house and some locals that were in the area at the time stated that when Sebastian arrived, he had fired a shot from the gun into the air to draw Olivia out of her home. Now, along with like many locals at this point, they were gathering around Olivia's home to like see what was going on. Well, Olivia emerged from her home to confront Sebastian And it was then that locals witnessed, some locals witnessed him shoot Olivia the shaman twice in the chest. Wow. So what happens next in this story is a bit confusing. Like we were just saying, that's a lot of hearsay. Um, There are many conflicting reports from the locals to the investigators. So... Again, some of the locals stated that they seen Sebastian shoot Olivia, while others that were in that same vicinity say that they did not. Sebastian, after the shot was or wasn't fired, took off on foot, and within two days of the investigation into this killing and his disappearance, the locals felt like the police just weren't doing enough to bring justice to Olivia's case. And so they decided to take it into their own hands and punish Sebastian themselves. So Olivia was their healer, their elder, their leader, and her death needed to be avenged. Here is a warning to you if you end up Googling this story. There's a super graphic video that has been viewed a billion times like everywhere around the world. So two days after Olivia's murder... Four local men are seen on video publicly torturing Sebastian in the middle of the town, like right there for everyone to see. In the video, you can see Sebastian being roughed and beaten in this muddy area. You can see him just covered in blood. He's completely disoriented and he's begging for his life. Finally, one local man fixes a noose out of a belt and he throws it around Sebastian's neck and he just yanks it. The video is cut off at that part, but it's apparent that at that time, Sebastian is lifeless. It's a pretty gruesome video to watch. I mean, it does cut off like right as Sebastian's yanked, but to like watch him just beg for his life. And and you know what's happening. it's It's disturbing. So the group, then they proceed to drag Sebastian's lifeless body by the noose, which is now cut off at the camera at this point, and they drag him out into the jungle and they bury him in a shallow grave. So this public torture and murder, like Raynell said, it was all caught on videotape and it was uploaded to the internet for the entire world to see. I mean, his family, I can't even imagine. So if you do decide to Google and watch it, it's graphic and very disturbing. Mm -hmm. So it took the police a few days to uncover the shallow grave that Sebastian was buried in. Uh, I do remember some reports said that someone actually led them to the grave. So they find Sebastian. And during this time, as they're finding Sebastian's body, there was a public funeral that was held for Olivia in the town. And hundreds of locals were present to mourn the loss of their elder. Sebastian was tied to Olivia's murder via gunshot residue. And the weapon was tied to the crime scene as well. 
The bullet matched the gun that Sebastian had purchased from the local police officer, and the rest of the forensic testing confirmed that Sebastian had been, in fact, the one to pull the trigger. To date, no one has been arrested in the murder of Sebastian, though the Peruvian police have identified two of the men involved and stated that they are in hiding at this time. They are working to determine the other two people and have ordered for their arrests. Sebastian's family stated that something must have happened to Sebastian or changed within him. Whether it was the jungle, his passion for his plant-based healing, the ayahuasca, the constant need for spiritual healing from Olivia, they don't know. Sebastian was a different man and they believe that his trip and journey to Peru led to his demise. Sebastian was known as a kind man. He was a loving man. And they don't believe that he would ever hurt someone, let alone murder Olivia. This was a shaman that he looked up to. The video of Sebastian's murder that went viral has never been seen by his family. They stated they had no desire to watch it. And to be honest, I wouldn't want to watch it either. Like if I was their family, I would never want to watch my child go through that. No way. And that, you guys, is the unfortunate sad story about Sebastian Woodruff and Olivia Aravalo. Thank you guys for joining us today on Those Murder Girls podcast. We hope you guys have a safe, isolated weekend. (laughs) Who knows? We're recording this on Tuesday, so who knows what the rules are going to be like on Friday. But They like to change every day. Yeah, take it easy, guys. As always, thanks for all the love and support. We have some really good bloody birthdays dropping this month, so be sure to check them out. Remember to make sure that you guys are following us on social media. Hit that like and that follow button. Head over to wherever you're listening to us today and give us the rating five stars. Do it now. Please. We're waiting. (laughs) We will see you guys back here next week for some more true crime. Bye, Bye, guys. guys.